Welcome back to the couch, everybody. Uh, I'm here with Zwick and Butsy. We're going to talk some football with you guys. We got some uh, big headline stories this week. Bills and Cowboys gave us a great game, gave us a lot to talk about. And then uh, the Monday night game last night, Seahawks, Eagles. We're going to talk about as well. We're going to talk about some games. We're going to talk about some big picture stuff. Uh, fellas, how are we feeling? It, it is uh, 10.58 on a Tuesday night. Feeling great. Um, I think that the Eagles are frauds. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's how I'm that's how I'm feeling. Um, other than that, Celtics are getting Jonathan come Kaminga come bucketed, whatever the fuck they call him now. Yeah. Bucketed. Yeah, they're getting come bucketed. They're getting come bucketed. So that's not that's not very chill. Um, it's not very calm. But other than that, I'm I'm pretty good. We'll get over it. They'll be fine. Butsy. How's the beanie treating you? Butsy got a beanie on for uh, for our you have a beanie on. I'm I'm trying to rock this new look. I'm trying to see. Jordan said he liked it. Zwick, I don't know. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, slim shady esque. It looks really small. <laughs> I mean, he's not like, really wearing I it. I mean, it's just like sitting on his head. Yeah, I could unfold it. But you look like, like this. the guy from. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I know the viewer. I know the listeners can't see, but this is a tough look for me. Um, I I I I'm all right. Uh, I I I just think there's only two good teams in the NFL. Okay, well, let's get to it. Let's get to the NFL. Let's get to um, it. We're going to start with the Bills-Cowboys. I'm going to give my little synopsis on the game, uh, maybe give the viewers something they didn't know, maybe tell my co-host something in, that they didn't know. I had a, a lot of time to prepare for this, so I'm excited. Um, and then we can talk about some big picture stuff. So, Bills-Cowboys. Bills dominate 31-10. to 10. They had 266 rushing yards. Uh, James Cook looked amazing. Josh Allen went seven for 15 throwing the ball. If anybody had told me that Josh Allen was going to go seven for 15 and the bills were going to win by over 20 points, I would have called them crazy, but they did. Uh, bills got pressure all day. Didn't feel like Dak had any time to me. Didn't know if that was a credit to the bills or bad schemes by McCarthy, just bad blocking by the Cowboys, but some stats to maybe justify it a little bit. Bills are now fourth in the league in pass rush win rate. Cowboys are 18th in pass block win rate. So maybe that tells you something. Also, Cowboys really bad at stopping the run. 29th in run stop win rate. And the Bills are 7th in run block win rate. Um, kind of surprising that, that the Bills were that good at run blocking. Didn't know that. But um, definitely a little bit of a mismatch for these two teams uh, in terms of the lines in this game. The Bills won on the trenches uh, on both sides of the ball, usually they ask Josh to do everything, but after the game, he said he felt like the kid who didn't do anything for the school project, but still got an A. So um, bad sign for the Cowboys to get dominated in the in the trenches because it looks like they're going to have to play the Niners at some point to go to the Super Bowl if that's their goal. Um, and the Niners have top five line units on both sides. So there's my little synopsis. Let's get to the bigger picture stuff. We have two questions here to ask from this game. Number one, are the Bills back? Are the Bills legit? Are the Bills Super Bowl contenders? That whole route. Number two, are the Cowboys a little bit fraudulent? Um, Zwick, I'm going to start with you, and let's start with the Bills side of things. Are the Bills legit Super Bowl contenders? I really I really think they are. Um, it may or may not have been me saying that their season was over a few weeks ago, but if that was me, I'm just going to – Push that all back, and that that didn't ever happen. The Bills look like a whole different team from you know what we just saw against Dallas versus a few weeks ago. Like I mean, it's literally night and day. This team when they played like the New York Giants and won by five at home, and like were like two pass interference calls away from not winning. And so, I I mean, are we gonna sit here and act like the Bills aren't like like if we're in the playoffs, the Bills are a top 
three, four team, maybe. I mean, I wouldn't want to play them. No, nobody wants to play them. Absolutely not. Butsy, uh, agree? Yeah, I, I agree. I said this to Jordan. I've said this to you a few times. The Bills are treating every game like it's their Super Bowl, right? Like they have no room for error and and no no room to mess up at all. And they're they're proving why, like going into the season, everyone was talking about them as Super Bowl contenders. They had a really rocky start, but they are putting their they're putting their foot on like they're on every team's throat that they're playing. They're playing smash mouth football. They can beat you in so many ways. I mean, if it's not James Cook running for 180 yards on 25 carries for a touchdown, uh, and also you know a three catches or two catches for 42 yards and a touchdown, it's you know it's Diggs, it's Gabe Davis, it's Josh Allen doing things with his legs. I know Josh Allen had a rushing rushing touchdown as well. Um, Allen was only seven fifteen uh, for ninety four yards and a touchdown, but they didn't need him. Like he's like you said, uh, the, his quote after the game, you know, he didn't do much, and they still got an A on the project. It's because of their O line. Their O line is played really, really well on Sunday. They've been playing really well these last few weeks, and I always say like Super Bowl teams to make it really far in the playoffs. Really good teams do two things: they stop the run, and they run the ball really well. And that's exactly what the Bills did on Sunday. Um, I, I I expect them to continue this in the next in the coming weeks. I think they're going to keep treating every game like it's a Super Bowl because when they play like this, I think they're a really really difficult team to beat. Yeah. Um. All right. I'm gonna give my little uh, Bills overarching picture here. I'm gonna go a little deeper. Like I said, I had a lot of time to prepare. Stay with me, fellas. Don't fall asleep. Same with 176 you. rushing yards over their last five ga- per game over their last five games. 118 is league average just for reference bills are third in the league over that span they also fired their oc ken dorsey five games ago so maybe that has something to do with it now is the rushing improvement permanent i don't know if it is i think they're super legit i think it would take a lot of pressure off josh allen i think it would actually help cut down the turnovers which i've talked about a lot on this podcast being my biggest issue with him and with their team as a whole it gets to a problem when you see that they are currently ninth in the AFC and they have a chance to miss the playoffs entirely. Remaining schedule is Chargers, Patriots, and Dolphins, and they do not control their own destiny. So I'll break it down this way. The Colts, Texans, and Jags are all ahead of them. If those three teams all go 2-1 and one over the last three and the Bills go 2-1, and one, the Bills are out. And that's assuming that the, the Browns win at least one game, which I would think that they will. Um, if the bills win out, they, they can get in, but it's, it's still not a certainty because those three teams are still ahead of them. So the past, the path to the super bowl for them would be to win seven straight games, five of which are going to be against extremely quality opponents and all of which will be on the road other than obviously the super bowl. Um, the bills just for reference are two and four on the road this year. So not great. Um, I think what I learned from this game is what I've always kind of said about the bills seems to be right is that they're a very high ceiling, low floor team. They're inconsistent. And when they play their best, they're as good as anyone. Um, They just haven't been able to do it for a full season. And you see like with the other teams, like you look at the Niners, um, the Eagles, the Cowboys, the consistent teams that are good and have good records are that way because they take care of business and they beat the teams that they should. The bills haven't done that this year. And that's why they find themselves in the position that they're in. So do I think that they're a super bowl contender? Sure. But they've certainly made the path um, super difficult on themselves up until this point. 
Um, anything else on the Bills, or should we talk about those boys over in Dallas? Uh, Jordan, what did you say their average rushing yards per game was? Over the last five, it's 176. Over the last five, it's 176. They had 266 on yeah. Sunday. So I'm assuming yeah. that helps the the average a, a great deal. Um, I I, I kind of want to throw out a fun stat for you guys. Uh, so Josh Allen has 17 turnovers on the year. And I know we're going to get to this team later. But do you know who else, what other quarterback might have 17 turnovers this season? Any guesses? Uh, if we're getting to him later, would it be Jalen Hurts? Would that be it? It would be Jalen Hurts. <laughs> Oh, Jalen Hurts also has 17 turnovers this season. And I, I know the turnovers are an issue for Josh Allen, but it like, I, I think what he does offensively with his legs and what he can do with his arm, I, I, I don't see them as being a major fault uh, against the teams that they're going to play from here on out. Like, I think that it could be an issue when you play the Niners. Like, you do, you, like, that's a team that you just don't want to give extra possessions to. Or the Ravens, another team you don't want to give extra possessions to. But I, I, I think the turnovers, you, you might have to just live with it, right? Like, you have two elite quarterbacks like Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts, who also have 17 turnovers on the season. Then you have guys like Sam Howell and uh, Josh Dobbs. Those are the other, other, the other two guys that have 17 turnovers this season. And we're speaking of two of the guys, like they're the most elite quarterbacks in the NFL, and two are bottom of the barrel. One's a trash starter, and one's not even starting anymore. So I I think you just have to live with the Josh Allen turnovers because of his potential and what he can do. Do I think that makes him a Super Bowl front runner? No. But do I think th- like that'll be like their offense will be enough to take care of business going down the stretch? Yes. Like I, I don't think giving the Patriots extra possessions is going to kill you later no. on in the season. Well, you know? I don't know. I mean, they did. They have lost to some bad teams, and part of the reason that you lose to bad teams is you fuck around and give them the ball and good field position. So I I think it's an interesting point. I'm sure you guys saw Orlovsky brought up uh, like a Josh Allen defense and basically said like Matt Stafford led the league in picks uh, the year the Rams won the Super Bowl. Brady was up there in picks when the Bucks won it. Same with Mahomes um, last year so. The picks aren't a, a huge deal. Um, I think it's the type of picks. I think it's the boneheaded ones. I think it's the time and score ones when you're up a certain amount. And if you just punt the ball, you have a really good chance to win the game and you end up throwing it to the other team. And that kind of turns things on its head. So I think, and and Allen's also had like these red zone turnovers, which just absolutely kill you. So I think there's, there's yeah. no like stat that I could find to back it up, but Allen has worse turnovers to me than the other quarterbacks than say maybe a Jalen Hurts although Hurts did have some bad picks that we'll get to uh later on but yeah I mean they're just if they can run the ball like this then it's going to help a lot with the turnovers right Twick yeah and it is and I I really do think that they will I think I mean I don't think we should rule out them winning the division because they are right now one game behind Miami and the Dolphins currently play, looking at it right now, the Dolphins host the Cowboys, then go to Baltimore, and then host Buffalo in Week 18. And like we said, the Buff- Buffalo plays Chargers, Patriots, and then Miami in Week in Week 18. So I think we could certainly be looking at Miami losing one of the two, Dallas or Baltimore. Buffalo should beat 
the Chargers should beat the Patriots. And I, and I think we're looking at a winner takes all week 18 AFC East. Well, so, wait, so the Bills are the Bills are at eight, right? And the Dolphins are at ten. The Dolphins so, are at Yeah, the Dolphins are ten and four. So if the Dolphins win two, then they'll have the division. Or, correct. Yeah, then they'll have the division. Okay. Correct. But I, I don't think they'll I don't right. think they'll beat Baltimore and I gotcha, yeah. they'll beat Dallas. Okay. Yeah. No, that's gonna be so, a, a huge game for sure. Yeah, I mean it's they're run if they can run the football like this, then they're going to be really, really hard to beat. And the defense has certainly stepped up ever since I declared it was cooked. And the D line looks, yeah, I mean, it looked amazing yesterday. And we can blame some of that on the Cowboys losing Zach Martin, but I'm not going to take that away from the Bills defense. They were awesome yesterday. No, I agree. I totally agree. All right, let's go to the Cowboys. Um, Butsy, do we have some some frauds on our hands here with these boys? I'm not ready to throw in that take yet but what i will say about the cowboys is is this week against the dolphins is the fraud bowl like this week is the fraud bowl it's the dolphins who haven't beat a team over 500 yet versus the cowboys who you know they beat the eagles once but now the eagles looking a little shaky and you know people throwing questions around them after that loss to buffalo like i i I don't think that this game against the Miami Dolphins will be close one side or the other. I don't know what team is going to blow out the other team, but I think that this game is not going to be close. Like I think either the Cowboys can come out and absolutely embarrass Miami or the Dolphins can come out and absolutely embarrass the Cowboys. And then we're saying the Cowboys are frauds and the Dolphins could be legit. My intuition leans more towards the Cowboys embarrassing the Dolphins because I think the Dolphins have a many, many of flaws with their injuries on defense. Um, and I don't think that – I think Tyree Kill being injured is just absolutely ginormous for them. That's a, it's, it's a huge loss for them. Uh, so I, I don't think the Cowboys are frauds. I'm not ready to say that yet because this has kind of been their only eye-opening major loss that people are now questioning if they are frauds. Like, I mean, they, they did drop one early in the year to the Cardinals as well. Um, but, you know, early season flukes happen. The Cowboys fraud question hasn't really been raised until after this week. And I'm not ready to say that they're frauds yet. But if they lose to the Dolphins in an embarrassing fashion, I, then, yeah, I'm ready to say that they're frauds. But I, I, I'm holding out hope and, and, and think they will beat the Dolphins, which will kind of put them back firmly into, like, a good team, you know, could contend for the NFC conversation. That's my that is my take. Yeah, and I I agree with that. I'm not really ready to call Dallas fraudulent. I think that maybe we just need to start talking about Buffalo more now. I mean, Buffalo looked amazing, and I mean Dallas just looked really poor. And I'm not gonna. I'm kind of like iffy on it. I'm really not gonna call them frauds. I think that you know you lose to a good team, and you shouldn't be called a fraud for that because. Anyone can beat anyone on any Sunday. And if you lose to another good football team, then, I mean, it's going to happen. Like, Is a bad loss like that different, though? I don't think so. I mean, we saw, like, we saw San Francisco lose to Cleveland and Minnesota, like, without Justin Jefferson. Like, I think it just happens. And I think that, you know, I think the Cowboys will be fine. 
I think they come playoff time, it's kind of like, you know, starts a new season for them. And yeah, obviously the Cowboys, you know, love to lose in dramatic fashion and put Zeke under center in the playoffs, but <laughs> I'm not ready to call them frauds just yet. Yeah. I think fraud might be the wrong word, but I have come on here and pointed out to you guys that they don't really have a super impressive resume to me. They now have one and a half impressive wins on the season and Three really bad losses, in my opinion. Obviously, the Seattle win, that's the half win, the, the half impressive win that I'm giving. That's a 7-7 seven and seven team that the Cowboys played a good game against and found a way to win. And then a great win, obviously, last week against the Eagles. But they're 3-4 and four on the road. Some concerning road stats for them. 431 total yards at home versus 304 total yards on the road. 24-point uh, differential at home. Um and they've played teams at home that are combined 41 and 57. So everyone I'm seeing is like pointing to like their home and road stuff. They've just played some really, really bad teams at home. Um, so I don't know if it's even a home and road thing. Um, but they're one and three against teams above 500. They have a point differential of minus 38 in those four games. The problem here is if it is a road issue, if they really can't win on the road, they could have multiple road games. So they have a remaining schedule of Dolphins, Lions, Commanders. Two of those teams, Dolphins and Lions, that's anybody's game. Um, Eagles remaining schedule, who are, by the way, currently ahead of them in the division, have Giants, Cardinals, Giants. I don't think the Eagles are going to lose. Obviously, that they could. They haven't looked great. I don't think they're going to lose to Tommy DeVito um, or to the Cardinals. So... The Cowboys are probably going to be home for the wildcard game and then go to Philly and then go to San Fran if if all plays out like we think it will. So, again, really tough path. I don't think they're frauds. I just don't see them running the table like that going on. The I road think there's concerns. Been... Yeah, there's there's notable concerns with the roster construction and the run defense hasn't looked nearly as good as it did in earlier in the season. So. If you can't stop the run right now, it's not going to get easier. You're going to see probably Christian McCaffrey in the playoffs, and you'll probably see, I mean, you'll see the Eagles in the playoffs. You'll probably see, you know, other very good rushing attacks. And, I mean, if if you can't stop the run, you're just, it's going to be really, really hard to win. They haven't beat good teams. Like I'm saying, I've been saying it. I'm going to keep saying it. They have not played well against good teams. So we're going to see how it goes in the playoffs. Um, let's go on down to Philly, who kind of threw away a game last night against Seattle. A little uh, scrappy Drew Locke-led Seattle mm. team. Butsy, where's the panic meter at on the Eagles 1 through 10? It's it's raising week, It's raising higher week after week. I'm at like a 7.89. 7. Where I'm at, I'm at a seven point eight nine, seven eight nine. I, I think the Philly, the Phillies, the Eagles have a lot of concerns on the defensive side of the ball, specifically in the secondary. Um, and not only the personnel is an issue in my opinion. I think Matt Patricia becoming the defensive play caller in Philly is very funny. Here is a is, is hilarious. By the it's way, there's no very funny. <laughs> really fun because we all know Matt Patricia very, very well as Patriots fans. Um, and Zwick obviously being around New England knows knows Matt Patricia very well. I I I think that he's just an awful play caller. Like I you know, he did win a few Super Bowls with the Patriots, and you can say what you want about him, but he went on to be a head coach at 
uh, against the Lions. We all know how that went. And now he's the play caller for the Eagles, which is kind of ironic. But and then they give up the the you know one on one coverage with no time left in the game. Like I, I I don't really like what I see out of this Eagles defense. And whether you want to say Jalen Hurts last night was sick uh, or not, I mean I know he kind of did have a flu game. He showed up at all Jordan Apparel. He is sponsored by Jordan. I think a lot of people forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he showed up, you know, kind of putting on the persona that he's going to have a flu game, and he did not play well last night. I really, really have a lot of concerns for the Eagles, but it's mainly on the defensive side. I think their offense is going to be fine. I think their O-line is still really, really good, probably second best in the league, maybe behind the Niners. And I think A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and DeAndre Swift are still lethal weapons for uh, for the Eagles. But my panic meter is rising week by week as they keep losing games against teams that they shouldn't. Um whether you want to, I don't think they should have beat the Cowboys, but losing an embarrassing, fa- embarrassing fashion is never a good sign. Um, it kind of could be trendy of of a direction that a team's heading. Uh, and then last night, just losing that game against the against the Seahawks, where you kind of had them beat and you couldn't pick up a first down to seal the game, and then you give up that one on one coverage to Jackson Smith and Jigba. Drew Locke, credit to him, he threw an absolute you know dot in the end zone. So. My panic meter for the Eagles is rising week by week. Um, I, but I don't know if they're like, are they better than the Cowboys right now? Because I don't no. really think so. Um, I think they could easily lose a home playoff game to whoever they play if they keep if they keep this type of playoff, this caliber of play. Yeah, and the Eagles over the past three weeks have been averaging sixteen points a game, and one of those was a game in in Dallas where they didn't score an offensive touchdown. They had the the, the strip sack fumble six. And I think the defense is a concern. Obviously, we've talked about all that all year. Like you just said, the defense is a concern. But we got to start talking about the offense because it has been bad. And Jalen Hurts has been underperforming a lot. And like you just, you simply can't, like he just made mistake after mistake last night. Giving, I, I, I can't hate on giving AJ Brown a one on one chance, you know, to really put yourself deep into field goal range last night. But I don't know why we're throwing a deep ball when you're 15 yards away from field goal range and you have one of the best kickers in the league who's hit from 60 plus before. I just don't get that decision. I and, don't. And understand. by the way, you have timeouts, so you, you can have throw it over the. Middle. I think they had at right. least yeah. two timeouts, exactly. maybe three at that they point. They had two. And like we're throwing 50-50 balls to Quez Watkins. Like I, I just I don't get the decision making. He doesn't look healthy to me. Like I don't know why. Like, I feel like we need to talk about that more. He doesn't look nearly as explosive as he did last year. He looks slow. Like, he looks like he's – and he always does that weird, like, slide thing. Like, I, I get, like, sliding That's as cool. a quarterback, but I just feel like he, like, really slides, like, very prematurely. It's um, it's kind of like Tom Brady-esque in the pocket, the way he it's goes weird. down. Remember yeah. when Brady would, never, Brady would ever get any pressure, he would just drop to the ground like a dead fish? Yeah. Like, he just – like, he looks like him. his knee is – really bothering him and he does not want to get I, it. like i wouldn't be surprised if we if jalen hurts would get surgery after this season you know oh yeah like if I, if it came out like he had a torn meniscus or something like that because that's something that you can play through um i wouldn't be surprised about that but you're right like re- regardless of whether he's hurt sick whatever maybe the the decision making downfield at, is is a notable concern yeah those it were is. both it, bad it really is. to me I thought the first one, maybe not a bad decision, but just a really bad ball. And it was P.I. that they didn't call. 
but it was just underthrown. Like that was if if it's still like yeah, it's just like pi or not. You, I don't know. You don't put don't the ball know. there. Um, yeah, and then the second one. I mean, it was a great play by the safety who came over and got it, but um, still didn't think it was a good decision, especially um, thirteen yards away from field goal range. Like Zwick said, with timeouts. Also, the secondary is bad. But they actually played pretty damn good last night. Um, and I know they're playing Drew Locke, but they held DK in check for basically the whole game until that last drive. And you got to score more than 17 points if you're Jalen Hurts in the offense. Like, you are you know your secondary is the weakness. You know your offense is the strength. You have to move the ball more and, and put more points on the board. They don't look like a Super Bowl team to me. The thing is, with this, like, panic meter stuff, I'm not that high because I still don't think there's five teams that I think are better than them. Like, I just think my my contender group is like shrinking. I think I started with four. I started with, you know, we did it a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago. I started with Niners, Ravens, Chiefs, Eagles. If I kick the Eagles out, I mean, I have Niners, Ravens for sure. And then the Chiefs are like hanging on like by their fingertips for me. And you guys might not even have them in there. So I'm at three right now. I don't think the Cowboys are in there. I don't think the Eagles are in there. Um, It's not even like a crazy panic meter because I just don't think there's that many teams better than them. I still think after all this, it's still the same three teams in the NFC. It just seems like the team at the top, the 49ers, has kind of separated themselves a little bit. So it's just going to be interesting to see, um, you know, if the Niners stay healthy, it shouldn't be close to me. I I mean, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say I'm down to two contenders. I'm down on the Ravens yeah. and the, the Niners. And I actually don't think anybody touches the Niners right now. Like, the Niners stay healthy. They've crushed every semi-decent team we've tried to put in a conversation against them. You Except know? for the Joe Burrow Bengals. Except for the Joe Burrow the, Bengals. The Jake Browning conversation yeah, we need to start talking about Jake Browning. and Maybe they're contending. Um, but, like, overall, I, I, I don't know how you put, like, a handful of teams in a Super Bowl conversation right now. I think you just have to have the Ravens it's and like, you have to have the Niners. Like, it's I like don't maybe three, like max it, three. Who's your third? Who's your third? Like, I don't The Bills? Like, I don't think the Chiefs are Super Bowl contenders. God, I forgot about the Chiefs. I don't, but I, I don't have think the Chiefs. Contenders. I, I, still, I think we I'm going to stand my ground. I'm standing my ground. I don't think the Chiefs are Super Bowl contenders. I think that they could easily lose. A game against a scrappy AFC, you know, wild card. Jake Browning barely gets in. Jake Browning Bengals, whatever you want it to be, team. And do I like if you if the Chiefs went to Baltimore next week, are the mm. Chiefs winning that football game? No, the Baltimore defense is the best in the league, and it's not close. It is suffering. I mean, what they did to Trevor Lawrence on Monday night was like they just had him in a shell. All game. Okay. Also, Trevor Lawrence did drop a football, by the way. Yeah, that was like, very funny. Well, that was weird. <laughs> they left. I mean, the Jags left, what, like 12 at points least, on the board? Or like at, least, points? at least 13. On the yeah. Board. yeah. It, that so didn't. that wasn't like a dominating win to me for Buffalo. Um, I think the Chiefs are one Kadarius Tony game <laughs> away. <laughs> it all from leads back it all. to Kadarius Tony. Stop, at, stop asking for it. It's not coming. It's not. Coming. I mean, if, if he just has one game where he goes like four for 70, I think they're the best mm. team in the league. That's all. That's all they need. That's all um, it takes. Yeah, how are they? How are you <laughs> going to say they're the best team in the league? You said, I mean, the best dude, team in the he's cost them. Goes, he's cost them like actually, I think, at least two games. 70. 
He's cost for, him two okay, games fair. for sure. Whatever you want to say, fair, <laughs> fine. He maybe have cost him two games. Four for seventy. He's they're the best team in the league. Do you see what the Niners do to the, the teams they play week in and week out? I mean, they, they just they dropped forty five. Talk about Cardinals. suffocating. They suffocate teams everywhere. You you have no room to do anything. They, the Niners are just that good in my opinion. Hey, like hey the Butsy, fact that they're plus. <sighs> I did the same thing in uh, what was it twenty twenty. Was it 19? No, 2019. Niners were awesome. Chiefs were also awesome. Said the same thing about the Niners. Chiefs beat them in the Super Bowl because they have a guy named Patrick Mahomes. That was really as simple so as it was. Better. They had Tyreek yeah, Hill. They, had Tyree they Hill, have a yeah. defense this Tyree. year. They have a top five defense this year. I, yeah. I, it's hard I to argue with that. I, it, no, it's true. They do. I But they also don't have Tyreek Hill. No, I know. And their their receiving core. And they is also issued. had Travis Kelsey. <laughs> I'm not lying. They also had, they also had a Travis Kelsey four years ago. Which oh, Travis Kelsey, his age, his age come is on. starting to show. No, it's not. No, come no, on. it's not. <laughs> okay, that's well, bogus. You want you you want to hear about this bet that I have going with my dad about yeah. Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift I, while I we're do. on the Travis Kelsey topic? I have four G's, four grand, which oh, I don't Jesus. have, which I will come into hopefully eventually. <laughs> This is four like a G's lifelong. This on. is like when you're 40, you can pay him. Uh, yes, this is a lifelong <laughs> bet. Uh, that I I bet my dad four grand that Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift will not have get married and have babies. And they have to have a kid. <laughs> Your That's dad has four G's on the other side of that. He has four G's that they will get married and have kids. He's the biggest Swifty and Kelsey <laughs> ship. I mean, the guy is the guy is delusional. The guy. Is <laughs> not, I would not have pegged him. As who am I rooting for here? <laughs> I don't. I, I root for who you want. I mean, I. I, just I mean, see a way that they have a kid. I mean, a kid. I'm gonna root for love. I mean, I'm gonna root. For yeah, love. I, I think I root for love. You just hate love. <laughs> you guys are bogus. You guys are no fun. Yeah, we're bad friends. Bogus. Sorry. I mean, I don't know. I I, I hope they do. Right. I, I don't I mean, want to see I, I Travis upset. Win, but maybe well, maybe I, they I, get I, married, but they I'm don't have a kid. Maybe they adopt a kid. Does that count? It doesn't count. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. Then you win. You if they adopt a kid, you win. Yep, they have to produce. The There's going to okay, be a big that's, asterisk. That's there. what I'm rooting for. That's what I'm rooting for. I root for love and for you to make money. Perfect. I, I, I love that. That's bet. something I can get behind. I love that bet that you don't have the money for. And who decided on that figure? Who who's like four grand? Let's do oh, it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. We, we kind of just mutually agreed. Kind of mutually agreed on on, on the number. Um, can we have a conversation about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Because correct me if I'm wrong. Do we have to. Uh, when, I hate them. I want to. I kind of want to because are we really going to talk about two teams being Super Bowl contenders for the rest of the for the rest of the year, or can we have a conversation about some fun scrappy teams that might do something? Are they? They're fun scrappy. They're going to win the division. They're going to win the division. I'm they sorry. Might not. I I said I they said might. that that Baker Mayfield at the beginning of this season, I said that I think Baker Mayfield actually saw some juice left. Oh please! And what did he do on What did he do on Sunday? He put up a perfect passer rating. I remember that vividly too, and I I remember I clowned you. You clowned me. everyone. Clowned okay, me. okay, like, okay. Oh, you're okay, you're taking you're taking a big victory lap right now. But yeah, is it not you who has a Falcons NFC South future? Yeah, come on, Buttsy. We dude, <laughs> you cashed it out. You cashed it out. Tell me that. Oh my god! Hey, I, I sneaky cash it out. Oh, that's bullshit, dude. That's no, a bad I, they're gonna fucking win this shit. They're yeah, gonna they're do gonna it. When did now. you cash it out? When? 
How long ago? Like three weeks ago. You're a oh dick. You're God. a bad friend. And I, a I bad literally bad I partner. watched them. I watched them lose to the Panthers, and I was like, "Oh, that sucks for Connor's bet." <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. They're one game back, Butsy. I'm coming for that ass, dude. I think, I think they're winning this to, shit. I think an, an issued apology to the listeners. It seems fair. I would like to issue. Actually, you know what? what this about to me is. A, yeah, or to and Jordan, Jordan. And to Jordan. Yeah, mainly to Jordan because we rode the Falcons to win the division together, and I sensed it slipping, and I sneaky got out, and I didn't tell anybody. I got out for, I put twenty five dollars on it. I got out for twenty dollars. I sneaky didn't tell anybody, and I like to apologize to Jordan and mainly Jordan, but the listeners as well because they don't deserve this kind of uh, tomfoolery on my. Let me end. guess. Let me guess. You cashed uh, out our Micah Parsons depoy bet too. You cashed that out too, didn't you? No, that's riding. Okay, good, because that's going to hit. So That's going to hit, which actually is, by the way, it was crazy because we thought it was absolutely dead in the water. Well, when Miles was... Garrett turned into Lawrence Taylor for three weeks, it looked really dead. Who's the so, favorite right and... now? Micah. It's, is it Micah? It's Micah. Wow. Yeah. It's Micah somehow. Nice. And also TJ Watt was playing out of his mind Yeah. for a couple weeks there. Um, but back to the Bucs. Uh, they put uh, – Baker Mayfield put up a perfect passer rating – at Lambeau Field, the only two players to ever do that at Lambeau Field are Aaron Rodgers, who played there pretty consistently for a few years, and then Baker Mayfield. Um, Jordan, this I, I want to kind of flip this on you because the Bucks uh, absolutely embarrassed your Packers. Uh, mm-hmm. You kind of flip-flopped, and now you're trying to flop back to the flip here about your take. Uh, the Packers are the Packers are dead. I'm sorry. They're like an unfigurable, uh, unfigurable so out team. Like they have okay. These awesome wins, like the Chargers, and they, maybe they lose to the Bucks. Yeah, I don't know these. Yeah. <laughs> these middle of the pack teams, I can't figure yeah. out. I'm pretty good on the top. Jordan's teams, Jordan's 2023 teams need to be studied. Hey, what happened? <laughs> I have the Brain Ravens. I had the Ravens, and I was spot on on the Bills. So that's what I'm. That's you're, my. You're uh, lucky. You're lucky. Joe Burrow is not playing football this year. Ah, uh, please. You had the we're, you had the Buccaneers at three and something. Maybe maybe less. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> so i mean hey we all, we all I, make I, I was i thought the panthers would be sneaky good i did oof yeah they, yeah they're they high key just awful when your tickets to your game are 45 cents to that get is in the so state. funny it's really sad can we knock it up on the packers because they're gonna win out and be nine and eight and i'm gonna look just fine thank you who do they play much. and finish they play, they play finish? vikings bears panthers thank you they are That's where? Where is the Bears funny. game? Oh, it's at Lambeau, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's week 18 no. in Lambeau. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Bears are sneaky getting hot late. <laughs> they are. They kind of are. Also, but Matt, the pack is Okay, back. maybe Matt Eberflus can win head coach of the year. If hot hot take. If mm, oh Darnell God. Mooney catches that pass, the Bears oh. went out and Matt Eberflus wins coach of the year. All right. Uh, so my, <laughs> That's how you know when it's at. time for us to go watch the Celtics. Um, that's where my head was at. Can we? Can we? Let's talk about that for a little bit because that was wild. The fact that, like, Mooney, the fact, yes, the fact that Mooney didn't catch that. Like, if the Bears win that game, they're like actually really in the hunt. And they had yeah, it was uh, they it was had the game. Yes, they had the the fourth and one. Um, Fields knee hit like six inches before the first down line. Robert Tunyon dropped the wide open touchdown. And then Mooney had the ball in his hands and just threw it to the the Brown safety. I think it was like Grant Delpit or something. What the fuck, Bears? Pats need to trade for Fields. We need to 
If we're not going to get um Caleb, I think we get Fields. Uh, I was thinking about okay that today, that. too. That I was thinking about that today, too, by the way. Well, all right. You guys are what sick. about a. <laughs> yeah, we're sick humans. All right. We're going to get cut off by the Zoom here. So thank you all for listening. We'll be back soon. Um, Pat season is over. So go Celts. Peace. And Bengals. Jake Browning. <laughs> okay. Me and Letty are here, and we're going to be talking about the Clippers. Yep, yep. Um, I put this off for a while, honestly, Led, because I've been burned before by the Clippers. And I know. I wanted to see if it was real. I wanted to see if it was real as well. Um, I still I still have my questions about it. Uh, the first thing mm-hmm. is that the Clippers have had no real major injuries other than the Plumley one. Yeah. Their stars have been healthy, and they have played. Um, and it's fun. So, yeah, it is fun. So there is that. I am worried um, about future injuries or, you know, just weirdness with James Harden. But for now, with what everything has been going, with how everything has been going, rather, at the moment, they're on a one, two, three, four. I think it's eight. Yeah, eight game winning streak wrong. right now. Yeah. They they are playing really good basketball. They just beat the Pacers, who have been playing really good basketball as well. They put up 151 against them. What is the first thing that's stuck out about the Clippers to you, Letty? Uh, that's been, in your opinion, contributing to their success? So, they beat, over this, on this winning streak, they've beat the Knicks, the Warriors twice, the Kings, and the Nuggets, and the Pacers now. Five teams above 500. What's sticking out to me about this Harden team right now, why I think it's working, is... Like they have the K, the Clippers, I feel like have always been like chaos with Russ, a lot of up tempo and no real structure. Now, with Harden, with his like playing methodical and stuff, they slow the ball down on offense. And now this Clippers team is so hard to guard because you have three guys who could take an isolation mismatch on anyone in Harden, Kawhi, and Paul George. So, like in their game against the Nuggets down the stretch, they were getting Kawhi the ball at the high post with Jamal Murray on him. You can't stop that. You're not stopping Kawhi there. And Kawhi is the guy that they're giving the ball to to finish out games. But if he gets doubled, he swings it to a Paul George or a Harden. And when you have three all-stars on your team who can make clutch shots down the stretch, they're very hard to guard. I agree. The first thing that stuck out to me That's really my is... little rant for you. Yeah, there you go. The first thing that stuck out to me really was that they're playing behind Kawhi Leonard as their best player instead of trying to get everyone else equal touches. Yeah. They're kind of giving the ball to Kawhi and letting him do his thing. Like you said, because uh-huh. Kawhi is such a talent, he's able to manipulate the defense whenever it gets to him. And, you know, they try and double him and everything. He can advance the ball outwards and get, you know, make that a positive. Um, and I thought, I think that in the past, they've been really focused on making everyone around Kawhi happy and really focused on everyone getting their touches and everything. It's pretty evident yeah. that they're letting Kawhi cook, and I think that's the right way of doing this. And I think James Harden is kind of perfect for that, as long as he, you know, mentally stays with it. Which I think he likes to kind of, you know, be a connector piece more than a facilitator, honestly. And I've noticed with him, he's actually been playing a little bit of defense, which was surprising to me. Did you notice that? Yeah, I did notice a lot of steals, a lot of swipes, being a pest. Yeah, which I like. Uh, the other thing is I think the pickup of Daniel Tice was really big for them. Um, I thought that they were, uh-huh. they were playing Zubat way too much. Uh, Zubat is really good, but he gets exhausted and he kind of tires out and stops being as productive with the more minutes he gets. I think 
25 minutes, 22 minutes is like perfect for him. So bringing in Daniel Tice to be that backup big to fill in for Plumley after he got injured, I think has been paying off really, really well for them because it's unlocked a much more efficient Zubats um, and one that you can kind of put in in the end. Uh, I've been impressed with their bench as well. Has anyone on the bench yeah. stuck out to you? Uh, yeah, Norman Powell. Yeah. Making plays. To, or is he start? He might start, but whatever. Role players regardless. Um, no one really on the bench. I mean, Russ is getting less minutes now, but I do. I want to ask you a question. Yes. Max, has is Harden finally being paired up with the right guy for him? The guy that can help him win his first NBA championship in Kawhi? Yeah. A hundred percent. I'm trying to think of like his other pairings in Houston. He was the guy paired with Chris Paul. I thought that was, you know, that had possibility. It worked. Yeah. It worked a little bit. I do think Philly, um, when he was playing his best basketball, was maybe a better opportunity uh, just because of Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey. I think um, the what they could look like with Harden is really scary, but obviously that didn't work out. At this moment, him with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Um, I mean, Kawhi is just a do it, a do everything well basketball player. So he he pairs well with everybody. And same with Paul George, just maybe on a little bit of a lesser end. Um, I 100% think this is the place that's going to optimize him the best. However, I have to still see it show up in the playoffs. We haven't seen uh, know, playoff yeah. Harden actually ever show up. So until that's that happens, why. That's why I love Kawhi right now, and that's why I kind of yeah. am loving this Clippers team, the way they're structured, because Kawhi's never been afraid of that big moment, that shot. Like, we saw that Raptor series against Philly when he hit that crazy yeah. shot game seven. Like, he's a guy, who, and and when he's on the Spurs, like, he's a guy who comes up clutch in big moments. No moment's ever too big for him. Um, Harden, I can't say really the same. Chris Paul, I definitely cannot say the same. That's why... Right now, it kind of looks, barring injury, I don't see why this team can't be a top four seed in the West and make a deep run, possibly a Western Conference Finals. And then who knows? Like if you stop Jokic, which is a tall if, why can't they make the finals? I don't see why they can't. And I mean, also, they have the main, the biggest thing in the NBA right now, which is size. Uh, If you look at who the best teams in the league are, you're looking at Minnesota, you're looking at Denver, you're looking at the Celtics, the Bucks. All those teams are very, very big. Uh, the Clippers can put out some size there, especially with, you know, you have Kawhi, Paul George, both six foot nine. Then you have uh, Harden at like around six, six, and then maybe throw in Norm Powell, Zubats, or maybe it go even bigger with Tyson Zubats. Like they can, they have some, some things that they can do with size and depth. And I think that's really going to be key. Um, and I also think, hopefully we get something out of Harden. I mean, I'm a little worried that because Kawhi Leonard has been playing so well, I just hope that he stays with it. I do fear that he might, because he's putting down the gas so hard, might actually hurt himself. Um, But this is why this big three works out so well, I think, because Kawhi sits out for 10 games. You have Harden and Paul George going for those 10, and they go six and four, seven and three. And then when Kawhi's back, they're back to normal. Like This is what I said when they got Harden early this year. I was like, that the structure and their star power is gonna keep them afloat during the regular season. They're gonna be, they're going to be a top six seed. They sneakily have a top six defense in the league right now, top ten offense. Right now, right now they are seventh in offensive rating, eighth in defensive rating, and fifth in net rating. So yeah, they, yeah, they are. They're when they're you have a top amazing. ten offense and defense, you're gonna win games. And 
I, I think I, barring injury, obviously, and freakouts from Harden, which Harden has been good in in the regular season. He's playing games and he's he's winning games. Um, I, I kind of like it, and I, until I see, like it, like I don't know. It just seems like they're all bought in, and they all they all these veterans they know how to win. And Paul George is fine taking that backseat as that third option now and Harden wants to give Kawhi the ball and say make give me that shot down the stretch so I I think it works I think so too I'm very excited to see where they end up I think I mean Denver I don't feel super confident in right now I mean I know I could be eating my words I'm just more they'll get back to it I think they'll get. I'm just afraid of the Jamal Murray injury um just the lasting effects like if he's going to be all right for the rest of the season if he's going to be able to get back into a groove that's really all I'm afraid of uh if he if he is able to be back and better um he came back from a lot worse so i think he'll be i agree that's that's just one of those things too it's like because he's come back from a lot worse i fear you know the longevity of his yeah yeah a lot um that being said maybe he knows how to get back from it better whatever i am just that's the only thing that i'm afraid of with denver um that's the only question mark other than that i think denver is amazing and the minnesota um matches up in a very interesting way with the Clippers. I think that'd be a very fun series. And I think I could see either one winning that series. I think maybe Minnesota playing wise is, I I guess, better than uh, the Clippers right now. But on paper, I think maybe the Clippers are better. They, they certainly have two better stars in Paul George and Kawhi. Um, So yeah, the, the, I would say that the West is pretty wide open right now um, with, you know, two main favorites in the Nuggets and the T-Wolves, but, you know, teams like the Clippers, the Lakers, other teams are not super far behind. Um, so this could yeah. be the year that we finally see some Clippers playoff success, but it feels like this franchise is cursed, and I'm not ready to fully believe in it yet. I know. I mean, I, they are long overdue for a deep run and to stay healthy in the playoffs, but, again, the older they get, the older their stars get, who knows if that's going to work. Would yeah. you – Take this Clippers team right now, if you had to make a prediction, over OKC or the Kings. Uh, yes, I would take them over the Kings. OKC, we could have, um, you know, like a longer discussion about, uh, especially if OKC makes a move. I would take them over the Clippers. If they get Lori, they're going to be yeah. scared. That or Donovan Mitchell is another name I've heard, which I think really? I, don't like I don't like that rule. That, I don't love that fit. I don't love that fit either as much, but I've heard something. I was looking. It's like a Josh from your Green. insider, not from my insider. Just <laughs> like on Twitter, not not. I don't know why I said it that way. Um, <laughs> I saw something about like a a deal around the picks and Josh Giddy over for Donovan Mitchell. I'm not sure how much I like that move. Um, we just yeah, saw I mean, two. If, if they get him for next to nothing, like yeah, but he's gonna have a he's gonna have a high uh, high I price. Agree. I agree. I also think we already saw him. It's not really working out with Garland right now. So why would you pair him up with another guard and Shea? Agreed. Agreed. Um, either way. Uh, you know, maybe whatever it is, I think I, I'm not super high on the Kings. I think they'll be good. Um, I fear how poorly they play in the playoffs. Uh, Herter is the big one. He hasn't played well in the playoffs ever. All of his, his numbers get worse every time he plays in the playoffs. Uh, Sabonis, I need to see something from him this playoffs because that Warriors series really put me off to Sabonis. I really hated how he played and I thought he was a main reason why they lost that series and then I think Keegan Murray will be better but they need to upgrade that Harrison Barnes position in my opinion yeah they could be buyers at the deadline they should have been buyers in the free agency in free agency and they didn't they kind of settled with one move which was that older guy from Sasha playing really well yeah Um, 
but I thought that I thought that they missed an opportunity to add at the deadline or uh, at the free agency period when they should have. Either way, I agree. I think they will be buyers, and I think they need to upgrade the Harrison Barnes spot. But until that happens, I'm I'm not putting them over the Clippers. I'm gonna give. I would think the Clippers win that series. Uh, OKC won though. OKC is actually bigger than the Clippers, and <clears throat> I think that there could be a way where, you know. OKC is able to get that one out there, and I would not be very surprised if that happened. Yeah, my only thing with OKC would just be lack of experience exactly. in the playoffs. But when you have Shy, I feel like that kind of all goes out the window because you have a guy who can get you that that big bucket in a, in crunch time. Yeah, not to mention he shows up and I mean we saw him show up at least in the play in and yeah, going up against the resumes of uh, James Harden, who not a great playoff resume, so. And uh, if they yeah, match yeah. up against Luca and the Mavs, Luca's gonna torch the Clippers because he does that every single time they play. Yes, he and he's playing the best basketball of his life right he's now. He's so fucking good. Oh my god, he's amazing. All right, that's gonna wrap it up for our Clippers segment and the podcast. Uh, we're gonna start bringing out more NBA content as the NFL season runs down. Um, where we apologize for the lack of content recently. We all had finals. We got fucked, but I think we're good now, right, Led? Oh yeah, we're we're ready to turn into that next gear, baby. Yeah. So. You know how it goes, but yeah, we'll be back posting more consistently. Thank you all for listening and peace.